I feel like when you'd want to decolonize your witchcraft practice, for me, the first thing to always remember is like, the magic starts with you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess Hangs. Episode 69. Ooh. <laughs> I'm Sadie. And I'm Juliet. Obviously. Obviously. And we have a very special guest with us on the podcast today. We have Melinda Lim, the legal witch. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Sadie and Juliet. And on the 69th episode. Uh huh. It's, it's sexy, it's fun. We're going to have a great conversation today. We're so excited because it's such an interesting thing to have brought being a lawyer together with witchcraft. It, it is a little sexy, I have to say. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I just want to... So. Yeah, I think so. And I wanted to start by asking, like, I guess, what was your journey into witchcraft and then how it came to be a part of your legal practice? Yeah, I mean, I think for, like, all of us that practice witchcraft, practice magic that are intuitive, I feel like we've been doing it forever right yeah. like it's kind of one of those things where you're like yeah I was five and I was like casting spells in my garden <laughs> like, yes. right or like I feel like when I was really little I definitely felt really psychic like I felt like you know I would tell my parents be like oh did you see that person last night and they were like what person what are you talking about yes um and I think you know like I grew up watching like I grew up watching Buffy like I think I've seen Practical Magic like a billion times like it's yes. definitely one I think we probably all tried that love spell that's <laughs> <she> cast- <laughs> <laughs> like a little girl um, and so when I was in high school like I taught myself tarot and then actually this is probably where like the legal part and the witch part intersect is that I went to law school in New Orleans and oh, so wow. yeah so it kind of just I was already pretty witchy and then it got like really witchy right because it's so it's so normal and it's so celebrated in that city yeah at the same time I was like learning constitutional law <laughs> and like making appointments to go get my cards read um and I think that when I started like my own business I started off like teaching tarot and I had kind of like a revelation through, um, I work with Capitolia. I also work with Caitlin Matanley, um, which I feel like are people that a lot of witches work with because they're so yes. wonderful. Um, and it wasn't obvious to me. Like I, I was, I think I even remember like in a coaching call being like, I'm a lawyer. I have these skills. I don't know how to use them in my business. And they both were like, you should just be a lawyer for witches. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Like I should. Um, <laughs> and it's really fun. It's fun to like make for, it's fun for me to make like the law witchy as fuck. Like it's fun to be like, let's make your trademarks like your sigils. Like let's cast mm-hmm. your copyright spell. And I think like, from maybe like a quote unquote, like more serious space, like witches were always advocates for people, right? Always Mm -hmm. advocates, always healers for people, always there for people in their communities. And I feel like lawyers at like their highest expression when they're actually doing their job are advocates for people. And so I like to think of it as like, and I, I feel like there's so many businesses, so many people that I've been able to connect with where I'm like, you're doing such wonderful things. Like you deserve to be protected. Like you deserve to be like solidified as a business forever or for as long as you want to do this. And these are tools that are available to you. And if I can be the conduit for that, then I'm more than happy to support. So it seemed, it it was like definitely like a long journey, but it feels like a really good space to be in. So what type of law did you study? Just because I know that there yeah. isn't currently like the witchcraft section. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there there will be. You'll it. be the professor Yeah. Soon. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, I could like teach about the Salem witch trials or something. I, when I was in law school, um, I took, I mean, obviously like there's like very basic curriculum that you take. And then I became a trial lawyer actually, like after I graduated. And so I took a lot of like very practical skills, like litigation, um, classes. Um, I also took like a lot of like gender law and policy, gender and sexuality classes. Oh, it's funny because we're on 69th episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's all on brand. <laughs> it's all on brand. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like where I was and like what I, and I, I found myself like, I used to work like at a private firm um, 
which was, you know, now I think about like so like boring <laughs> compared to like what I get to do now. Yeah. Um, but definitely had like a very like normal like legal career. And then um I actually do still have I call it my muggle job where I I work like I work in public service now. I don't work like for a firm. But um it's interesting that like I do feel like there are things that I learned in law school that I still use in my business. Cause I think I, I teach a lot with things and I feel like I speak a lot. Um, and that's been really helpful. I just think it's so brilliant. Like the Ooh. position that you've, you've created and stepped into because as a witch, as a mystic, it can feel very strange and intimidating to go to a quote unquote normal, attorney, a normal accountant, because they're very confused by how you're earning your money. They might have a judgment about it. And it's, I just think, like, I just think it's brilliant what you're doing. Like, we were so excited to have you here um, because we also have so many witches and mystical goddesses in our community who are starting businesses and creating things and you know, you will be such a light and a resource for them because you create this safe space. I think it's really special. Oh, I love that. I appreciate that so much. I actually did. And there's when I like first started like my legal witch journey, I remembered like at the very, very beginning of my business, I had um, like normie lawyers like review a contract that I had written. And it was all about like a tarot course that I was going to teach. And I remember being in a room of, again, like very intimidating, very like, right, like all suits, all business and trying to explain to them like what this was. And I thought like, wait, like I have a law degree. Like I should not be intimidated by you. (laughs) Right. Like, like, um, and to think about like if it was somebody who is just like removed from that environment, I was like, I don't want anyone to feel that alienated. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think, I do think um, like to kind of like, deepen into what you were saying. Like I, when people come to me, like yesterday I had three one-on-one sessions, one with someone who does like plant medicine, one who is like the skin witch, like an esthetician, and then one who's a stripper. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, like none of these things are weird to me. I celebrate all of them. Like I love all the modalities you use. Like you don't need to explain to me what Akashic records are. I've had a reading. <laughs> so so it's fun to feel to know that people feel really nurtured in that environment that can be like very intimidating and very like closed off. Luckily, you know, we're in a place where we feel really good about the place we are in our journey and what we're doing. We feel really confident. Yeah. But if if someone would have sort of given us that energy at the beginning of our journey, I think we probably would have felt silly and maybe been put down a little bit by that. So what um what are some of the tips you have for someone starting out in a business that maybe feels like totally overwhelmed by the sort of logistics of what it means to legally have a business? Do you have any yeah. sort of tips on how to embrace that side of it? Because it can be all fun and games to say, I'm ready to read tarot, I'm ready to be a healer. But then when you're like, oh shit, but I need to legitimize my business, that can get really <laughs> <Yeah>. overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, I think like the first thing that people can like embrace is that like you're not going to get punished for like not doing it correctly right like Mm. I think that's a big thing I see is like even when people come to me for one-on-one just sessions or they have like legal questions or they're just like I'm confused help I don't even have questions I'm like they feel like they need to have done homework like Mm. oh and like research I'm like it's fine like it's okay if you don't know like you're not supposed to know so like give yourself grace that it's not like nobody woke up and was like a CPA <laughs> like right. automatically, right? Like you don't automatically under your taxes. Um, and you can start really small. I think there's like a misconception that it, like legal tools are only available to you if you have a lot of money or if you have a lot of resources. There's a lot of things that are actually like free, like copyright is free. Like you don't need to do anything. You don't need to file it. Like if you, oh. if you have like a workbook that's part of your you know, if you have a tarot course or if you teach astrology, um, if you have like a workbook or if even if you're like a coach and you give like PDF files to your students, like that's that's covered under copyright. You don't need to do anything. Mm. Um, you can like slap text on it. That's like copyright of like goddess hangs like this is belongs to us. Um, you can even like a trademark isn't 
auto like you can start using it and not pay to do it like you don't have to pay to register it right away and so i think there's there are free tools the only thing is like you just need to take the time to understand how to use them and like where it's appropriate to use them but they're available to everyone and i'm a big believer in that like especially with the witchy space like i'm sure like both of you have seen like there's so many scam accounts there's like a lot of like stealing that can happen you know whether that's consciously or unconsciously by people and so for me it's like it's so important to protect your magic and there are tools available to you like in the law that can make it so that your it's i think of it as like grounding your protection spell right like we're Mm. meeting your spell halfway in the earthly world by you using like legal tools and you also of course like we all cast protection spells i'm sure Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think the biggest misconception is that you need to have thousands of dollars and like actually like you don't like you can you can do things for free that will protect you now and will protect you like in the long run I love that. And I think it's also so helpful, like you're saying, to empower people that you can do a lot of these once you're once you learn from whatever source or hopefully you once you teach this to people, they don't need the thousands of dollars. They don't need a business degree. They don't need a representative most times like it's it's very accessible. Mm-hmm. I remember, I think I was like copywriting my songs at like 18. Just love go that. onto the website, you know? <laughs> How hard could it be? It's one of those. It's gonna be. Um, so I love that. I love that. Just sort of reframing it because it is an intimidatingly it's an intimidating looking world. And whenever yeah. I read a contract, it's they are intentionally made to be very difficult to comb through. Oh yeah. By oh. A, a layman. <laughs> um, it's fascinating. The law is fascinating to me. It really is. Did you? This is a funny question. I don't know why I just thought of Judge Judy. I'm like, did you have any legal um, <laughs> role models growing up? Okay, I will say, when I was in law school, I definitely like binge watched Judge Judy, and I feel like she taught me evidence. <laughs> like, I feel like she taught me the rules of evidence. I'm just gonna credit her. But when I was studying for the bar exam, I watched Legally Blonde like almost every other day. Like, yes. my favorite like literally, I was like, okay, this is the happy space. <laughs> like, it's going to be fine. Um, but yeah, love it. I want to, I haven't seen the musical. I know there's a Legally Blonde musical. I haven't seen it. I, yet, that's also on my to-do. That's funny because we always say how hard could it be, but it's pulled from inspiration of like, what, what, what? like it's hard, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you yeah, have like to embody hard. that Elle Woods energy <laughs> to get through life. If you want to create what you want to create, I really believe Literally. That. <laughs> She's like, there's no obstacles here. Like, yeah. obviously I'm going to Harvard. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> Divine delusion. If you think it's yours, it will find a way to be yours. <laughs> oh, my God. Divine delusion. You should trademark divine delusion. That's great. We were thinking about that. Yeah, we say that a lot. <laughs> we're going to chat after this call. <laughs> mm. That is good. I mean, there are so many. And that's the other thing I think with, like, so many witches is that, like, especially this community is so creative. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many fun things that people say, like, so many fun phrases. Like, like I, I mentioned Capitolia earlier, but anytime Capitolia comes out with, like, a program, I'm like, please trademark that name. Like, oh, yeah. Witch and Famous, Witchfluencer. Like, these mm-hmm. are amazing. And, like, everybody thinks of you. And I yeah. feel like that's so true of, like, so much of the community is, like, people are doing such, like, interesting things that no one's ever seen before, and they're so creative. And I feel like, for me, I'm like, that's, like, even more of a reason for you to protect it and to make sure that everyone knows like this is yours and no one else can take it and no one else can go to another person like they have to go to you to get Mm. that kind of magic i love that that so much one of the things i know you're passionate about and that i was really excited to learn from you today is decolonizing your witchcraft your practice your business can you share that with us like what that means what that looks like yeah i mean i think so decolonization right like like on on a definitive level also means like giving back land that like did not Mm -hmm. belong right it's giving back land to like native people um i feel like decolonizing and anti-capitalism go together i feel like when you'd want to decolonize your witchcraft practice for me the first thing to always remember is like the magic starts with you right like your own intention Mm -hmm. like your own 
um, whatever tradition like you feel good in, like whether that's something that is like part of your family or part of your line. I think the thing that I always think about is, especially now where it's so easy to buy, I didn't realize this, but like someone told me a while ago that you can buy altar boxes at Hot Topic, which just feels wrong. Like, oh wow, I didn't oh. know that. <laughs> this <laughs> feels odd. I haven't been in there since I was a teen, I don't think. I know. Well, early same. 20s, I was there for a while, but. <laughs> Same, 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 same. <laughs> May browser all the time from time to time. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> um, but I think, right, like the commodification of like witchy things is like not really the point, right? Like the mm-hmm. point is like you can have an altar for free, like, right? Like yeah. you can go out and like, like go into nature, get things. You can be gifted. Like a bunch of the crystals I own were gifted to me by people. Um, and I think it's really about like knowing what closed practices are, like what traditions don't belong to you, right? Like I know smoke cleansing and like, like smudging is a big thing and has been a big thing for a really long time. And there are... Um, there's like a long history of like white sage not being able, like it was not, it was not able to be used by like native cultures that gave us that. And it doesn't belong mm-hmm. to us, right? Like your kitchen cabinet is the space where you can find things to smoke cleanse. If you want to, you can burn rosemary, <laughs> like, yeah. you can burn a lot of things. I think like decolonizing should always start with the idea of you don't want to do more harm to people. You don't want to do more harm to their ancestral lines and that, it's more powerful when the magic is yours, right? It's more powerful when you're the one that's like writing the intention or you're the one that's going out and like, you know, whether you want to forage for herbs or whether you want to like have an herb garden or anything like that. Um, I think like it doesn't only like it benefits, of course, like other people that have been harmed like historically, but it also benefits you because again, right? Like you don't need to do extra things to be magical. Right. Right. It's all about you. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, I have so many people in my own audience that are coming to me to be like, I want to be a witch. What does it mean to be a witch? How do I start? And I really push like follow your intuition and just be really curious. And as you're learning, like maybe you're you're trying something and then you learn that that's not really something that's meant for you to partake in. That's okay. Like, stop doing it move on keep learning keep being curious keep following what you're interested in because I think entering witchcraft it can be intimidating because it's like well where do I belong and what am I supposed to do and where do I fit in and so it's just like no 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 just like keep listening to like what you're called to and and be really curious and be really respectful and you'll you'll find your way and it's going to feel really good when you don't buy a single book and follow it cookie cutter what it tells you you're supposed to do (laughs) yeah absolutely and I think yeah I think there's something really beautiful and the idea of like witchcraft as a tradition is unique to every single person who mm-hmm. practices. Like there's something really beautiful about, you know, like we have a shared community and we, you know, a lot of us use the same tools, same modalities, but like our own journeys are, are like, yeah, unique. And they, and they involve like, you know, different deities or different like spirits or different guides. Um, I think there's so much freedom in that too, the, to take advantage of. I think people get, can get like in their own head of like, am I doing it correctly? Right. right. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like, of course there are maybe certain, like there are certain things like, again, like don't, you know, don't go into close practices. Don't go into like certain traditions, but also don't feel, don't feel as if there's like a, yeah, like we didn't all get like one book. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then we graduated witch school. Yeah. I mean, I wish. I wish we all got to go to witch school. That would be oh amazing. Oh my God. But... Same. <laughs> Still do. I'm there Still when I get my letter that invites me. I'm there. Yeah, we, <laughs> We've been too. waiting patiently. I have been since my 11th birthday. Mm-hmm. I was see. a little sad too. I was like, where's my letter? I cried my whole 11th birthday. My mom oh, was like, no. I don't know what to do with you. I genuinely <laughs> no. thought I was going to get my Hogwarts letter. Oh. I was convinced. I was like, there's <laughs> there's no way I'm not going to. <laughs> Sadie, what house would you be in? If Gryffindor. You were in? Mm-hmm. What I house are that. you? Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. that makes sense. I, yeah. 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 Your blue background right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what, am I, what I was getting, like, my brand grimoire done by another witch, they were like, oh, we, I feel like it's, like, Dom Ravenclaw. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Love that. I'm here for that. That feels correct. <laughs> what house are you, Juliet? I've taken the test. Uh-huh. <laughs> the official test, and every time I get Gryffindor. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think that makes sense. 
I was really, I always felt like a Gryffindor. And then I, when I was pretty young, they did some sort of museum thing in um, Chicago with all the like movie costumes and all the stuff. And I got picked to go sit underneath the sorting hat and it yelled out <gasps> Gryffindor. And so that was like the biggest <laughs> moment like, of my life. It's like, divine. It I was like, I know this is probably a random algorithm, but I'm taking no, it. No, <laughs> it's not. Nothing is random. <laughs> it's not. And then all the quizzes. I've also been Gryffindor too. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I've taken all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so fun. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're all waiting. Oh, we're all waiting. <laughs> What so we're talking about witchcraft is individual, it can look different for every single person. Um, there's like no wrong way to do it as long as you're being respectful. Yeah, um, what are like snapshots of your witchy life? Like, what are some rituals, um, routines, deities? Like, I want, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have like so many altars in my house, like little tiny little altars for everything. Um, I am a, a devotee to Aphrodite. So I talk to Venus a lot, like every day, (laughs) especially right now, because I feel like she's like, right. She's like finally moving into her sign of exaltation as we're Mm -hmm. recording this. She's finally moving into Pisces. I've been calling it. um, I saw it on Twitter. I was like, someone was saying, oh, it's going to be Venus's hoe period. And I'm like, yes, we all want this. We all want (laughs) Venus to have a hot girl summer because we all want to benefit from this. (laughs) Here we are. Episode 69, entering our hoe phase. (laughs) (laughs) Venus in Pisces, her hoe phase. Yes. Um, so yeah, I have a like devotional practice to Venus. I also am a believer in like magic doesn't have to be like really big. Like, I mean, it doesn't have like ritual. I think big ritual can be very intimidating, especially for people that are practicing. They're like, I don't have all the things. And I'm like, you don't need to have all the things. You could literally have like a bath and body works candle. It's fine. Like (laughs) no, no God or goddess is going to judge you. (laughs) Like, I don't think they would anyway. Um, but for me, um, because I'm devoted to Aphrodite, like I don't work on Friday, like at all. Cause I'm like, mm. no, I feel like, I feel like Venus doesn't want me to like be in labor. She's like, just exist and like have a good time. Um, I buy her flowers every Friday and I take a really long bath that I do. Like I do like a whole thing where I like light incense and light candles and I just sit there. Um, and just enjoy myself and like have a glass of wine in the bathtub. And I feel like that can be magical, right? Like that's Venusian. Um, but I don't have like, you know, huge candles. Like I've done, I've done, I'm sure we've all have like done like ritual with like a lot of candles. There's definitely been wax explosions that have happened. (laughs) If you are listening, caution, caution it on doing it at your own risk. (laughs) Be careful. Make sure your fire's safe. Um, but I try to incorporate like, because I'm doing it like every day, I try to incorporate something like Venusian that I try to dedicate to her. Um, whether that's like saying like the Orphic hymn or like putting like honey in my tea and like thanking her. That's like definitely like a daily snapshot of my life. Yeah. And I do, I work with like the planetary hours. So like if it's her hour during the day, I'll try and do it mm. on that time to honor her. Yeah. You, I, oh, oh, go ahead. You go. Oh, I was going to say, I, that's what I, I, I always tell people. I'm like, being a witch is just finding magic in the mundane. It's not really yeah. like waking up and casting a spell. Like, like making <laughs> yep. your tea is, is casting a spell and mm-hmm. journaling in the morning is casting a spell and going for your walk or, or whatever. It's like, it's just being more aware of how you move through the day. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. The intention behind like your activity is totally. And I think it becomes less intimidating when you realize that. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like you can also develop like a more regular practice. Cause I think what can happen sometimes with people that like enter witchcraft is they get really overwhelmed by the idea of like, Oh my God, I have to do this all the time. And it, like takes a lot of energy. And I'm like, you're, face mask at the end of the day that can be magical <laughs> like you're taking mm-hmm. care of yourself you can dedicate that to venus if you wanted to totally. um it doesn't have to be like intimidating or like impossible or i guess even like inaccessible yeah totally i think most of the magic that goes on is just me thinking my thoughts while i'm doing stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i am curious how aphrodite and you began your relationship was it was there um, a dream yeah. was it, like i because i i feel like i've had a couple come to me but i haven't committed back to them yet and That's <laughs> i think okay. they're just waiting <laughs> yeah i think it's different with like every deity i do also have so i'm a libra rising so she rules my chart and mm. so i think that 
you know, like she's just present. Um, and there was a time, like, I think it was last summer I had a dream and she was in my dream, but she was like behind me. I couldn't see her. Like she wouldn't show her face. And I felt like she was flirting with me, which now that I talk to other people who are like devotees of Venus Aphrodite, like they're like, oh yeah, like she's like flirting with you. And then I was weird because I was like, I don't know how to do this except say that like, I feel like I'm dating a goddess and like, that's like where we are. Like we're just getting to know each other. Um, And then I became good friends with an astrologer who has like an exalted Venus, like, so Venus in Pisces, like at the exaltation degree. So very, very Venusian. And I was talking to them and I was talking about like, oh, you know, like I have like a planetary practice with Saturn, which is obviously a very different energy. And they were like, not pushing in a bad way, but they were like, you're also a Libra rising, like Venus rules your chart. Like, I think she might be mad at you. Like if you're not like, (laughs) and so I just slowly started to be like, Hey, like, I feel like, we had this moment and I didn't really nurture this relationship. <laughs> this now makes me sound like a fuck boy where I'm like trying to come back and be like, girl, I'm sorry. Um, and, and so then I just started like bringing her offerings like on Friday and I would just like, I would just talk to her about my life and I, mm-hmm. and I still do that. Like, I'm kind of like, Hey, you know, like went on a date with this guy really like him would really like your help. Like even stuff like that, where it's like, right. That's Venusian. Um, and try to just be like really aware of her presence and like also aware of like how, yeah, I'm just, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Like just to make sure that um like treating her right. <laughs> sounds so strange to be like, yeah. Like you're dating. Yeah. That yeah, totally makes dating. sense. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so Julia, I'm interested. Like, have you had like deities that you've said, like come in and be like, Hey, we're interested in you. And you're like, I'm not ready to commit. <laughs> Probably. So I had, um, a moment with a Guinevere who okay. I don't, I don't know enough. Like I look, it was like fairy. She's the one who came to me and said, you're going to be like a fairy goddess. And like, that's your new job. Ooh. Like stop focusing so much on the music and like mm-hmm. do it all. Um, so I felt like a Guinevere and then I felt um, Sebastian who then I looked up and apparently that's the one, the St. Sebastian is um, the the protector like when there's a plague. So I guess yeah. when when oh. the pandemic started, so many people around the world were like praying to St. Sebastian mm. and he sort of popped it and it was, I don't know. But the other one, the Guinevere like hovers, but I have, I need to, need to begin flirting back (laughs) yeah (laughs) she just wants your attention she wants you to reciprocate I think it's different with like every yeah with like having a planetary practice or like with every like if you work with deities like I know people who work with Hecate and like they feel like that she's going to reveal themselves and then they see like a black dog and that's like that's like an omen right is like oh she's mm. here mm-hmm. um which is really powerful but i do feel like yeah like i feel like they kind of like choose you like i feel like it's like they're like okay i'm here now like you need to be talking to me <laughs> and i'm like okay i'm sorry that i wasn't earlier <laughs> so okay you said you're a libra rising mm-hmm. tell us the other two or as many as as you want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> I'm a Capricorn sun. I have a Capricorn stellium, which I guess makes sense because I'm like literally out here trying to like teach you structures for your business <laughs> <laughs> so you totally. can build a legacy. Um, and I'm a Gemini moon. Uh, Ooh, what is- a combo. Yeah, yeah. I have a pretty strong Gemini moon placement. And like, I know, like, I feel like Gemini's get a really bad rap, but I like a lot of people in my life are Gemini's. I think that's because I have a Gemini moon. Um, and we just, you know, just chatty. Like, if you ever get really long voice notes, I swear that person has very strong Gemini places. <laughs> it's funny. My um, my boyfriend's a comedian, and he's a Gemini. And when I first met him, it was his birthday. And then it was, like, all of his friends' birthday. And I realized that, like, all comedians are Geminis. And I think it's because there's this duality where, like, you can sort of, like, see two sides to things. And that's yeah. funny. But I, I love Geminis because you guys are hilarious. Yeah, and they're, like, very quick, right? Like, they're very Witty. quick to respond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. very fast. Um, yeah. So, my yeah, my Gemini moon is pretty pretty loud. But my Capricorn placements are really loud, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Balance each other a little bit, I feel Balance like. Balance each other. Well, and I, like, in astrology, right, like, Saturn exalts, like, in the sign of Libra. So in my chart, I'm like, oh, I feel like Saturn's just taking his orders 
from Venus. And that feels mm. better. I'm mm. like, that feels good that she's the one that's like, okay, but hold on. Like, you got to go through me <laughs> yes. before you tell her what to do. Yeah. I like that. So aside from we have Venus's hot girl summer approaching. Yeah. Thank are there God. Any- <laughs> <laughs> We're ready. How How is that going to f- feel and look like, perhaps? And then are there any other astrological events coming up that you're very excited about? Um... I mean, I think my Venus is not in Pisces. My Venus is in Aquarius, which is like an interesting placement for me because it's like ruled by Saturn. Um, So I feel like like we just had the Saturn Venus conjunction. And I don't know if y'all saw this. I saw it on Twitter where the meme was like the pictures of when (laughs) I can't believe I'm mentioning this. The pictures of when Nicole Kidman divorced Tom Cruise. (laughs) And she's like out in the street, like when she's leaving her like lawyer's office, they were like, this is Venus leaving Saturn. Like so happy. Okay. So Venus and Pisces, I feel like we're all just going to feel like more creative, like more artistic, just more free, like more sociable. Like it feels like a, yeah. Like it's like, I feel it's like Venus wants to go and like skinny dip in the ocean. (laughs) She's just like ready to live her life. Um, In terms of like astrological events that are happening. um, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm like, we're in Aries season. I, I tend to like, it's where the sun is exalted. So it feels good to like be out and about like in the mm-hmm. world again, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like when we moved after the equinox, like into airy season, I feel like, I don't know if y'all felt this way. I felt like January, February and like March were like walking through mud. <laughs> like This is hard. Yeah, like, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was hard. So it feels like a little bit now that like the transits feel more supportive, at least in like in good fun ways. I've definitely felt creativity flowing much easier in the past yeah. couple of days. It's made a big difference. So, because I was feeling very stuck in the mud <laughs> for a while. Yeah, yeah, I felt really heavy. I remember in was it either the end of the year or January, we sat down and we both had this very strong feeling about like March, like end of March, April. Oh yeah, I think I wrote in my journal about a million times that April was going to be mm-hmm. a turning point, and I mm-hmm. we don't really follow the big astrological events neither of us like really read into that too much we like to learn from our guests and stuff um (laughs) so we didn't know that at the time but that makes makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense yeah aries and like mercury moved into aries and it was in pisces my friend who's an astrologer was describing to me mercury and pisces is like mercury's drunk like he can't do what he needs to do he just needs (laughs) to move into aries and i was like is that why i feel like i can't communicate um there is an event at the end of april um that venus will conjunct jupiter and they're both like benefic planets they're both like right like jupiter's all about abundance and like all of Mm. the like and like riches and wealth and like all the good things and venus is very much right like beauty and art and creativity and so they'll be like very close to each other at the very end of april so it'll be like a wonderful mixture of all the good things like in the universe so i know that's like a thing that people have been talking about but i think it's also on an eclipse so i don't know if you either of you have like very strong reactions when eclipse happens i like can't sleep when there's an eclipse like it Mm. ruins my sleep cycle i don't know why that is. I can't sleep on full moons, but I don't recall if eclipses have bothered me. Sometimes I don't take notice, but definitely full moons. I'm up all night. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm. I'm. So, I never have insomnia. I fall asleep quickly. Same. I sleep ten hours if I want to. Full moons. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah, same <laughs> i'm like right i'm like what is this like i like literally and then i'm really tired during new moons like new moons i'm just like mm, yeah me too i would like to go to bed early now <laughs> yeah what totally. is that what is i that? don't know on full moons i just want to i just cry and i don't really cry much these well, days well it's good it's a good time to release so <laughs> and that then makes i just sense. let it get let it out yeah and that moon gets yeah. full i cry a lot um, all the time that's just me <laughs> <laughs> it's not Are always you... sad. Don't worry about me. It's a lot of happy no. tears, too. <laughs> Do you have, like, really strong Pisces placements? I don't have any Pisces placements. Really? I don't know why I cry all the time. <laughs> I I don't have a lot of water. I actually am a lot of fire. Interesting. She's a tender flame. I'm a tender flame. <laughs> tender flame. Yeah, I know. I have a couple of fire. friends. Earth and fire. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That, okay, that makes sense. I have, um, I have a bunch of friends who are have like really strong Pisces placements and they're like you Juliet where they're like I'm gonna schedule not that you do this but like they want to schedule crying on the full moon they're like I'm gonna be in the tub 
<clears throat> excuse me, like crying. And I'm like <laughs> literally sitting in the tub crying in your own tears. Like, <laughs> God, no, such a stereotypical Pisces move to just be like, I'm just going to drown here <laughs> crying drown on the full moon. <laughs> yeah, I'm able, to, I'm able to push it. I'm like, this is not a good time. Because whenever I cry, I get like a horrible headache because I'm just, mm. you know, uh, and the tension. So I'm like, no, I can hold this until another day or so. <laughs> You're when like checking to see what the moon cycle is right yeah. now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Like just three yeah. more days until I can have, you know, I don't sob and cry. I just emit tears often, oh. you know? Like I was watching, I don't know if you if you all watched the Adams pro or the Adam Project yet. The no. new movie with Ryan Reynolds. Is and it Mark emotional? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I got emotional at the end. Every oh, We no. were talking about this the other week. Every movie now has a... Th you don't realize until you have a dead parent that every movie has a dead parent in it. That's like how they get you hooked into the emotional part. And there's a dead parent theme in this movie. And my mom passed away. So I... And it's been a while, but it just always hooks me. But it was like... It was really... It was happy tears. Because I was happy because it's a time travel movie. And, Aww. You know. Aww. That's cute. Well, now so, that makes me realize, like, every Disney movie, there's always, like, a... There's only one parent, right? Every there's always, movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, when when I went through everything at first and my mom passed away, like, I was like, oh, my God, I can't watch fucking every, anything. I, everything. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> everything has this theme what is going on you don't realize it until it's something that like triggers you you know and you're like holy shit this is this is how they get you but I, know. I remember when they were advertising frozen and it all mm. the billboards were a snowman and a reindeer like they didn't even put the girls on yeah. the and i was like oh i'm gonna go see a fun movie about a snowman <laughs> and, a reindeer. and then five minutes into the movie the parents die on a ship and it's yeah, this whole it's coming so of age tragic. story and <laughs> i mean it's a great disney movie but it's still like did they like could could the movie have happened without the parents tragically apparently drowning not. Like, you apparently know not. apparently not apparently apparently not. <laughs> i feel like every disney movie is like a tragic like parent story it is right? bambi's mom Lying, goodbye bambi Mm -hmm. Finding Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> like such tragedy with parents. What is that? And you know, when I was little, I always had this fear that like both my parents were going to die in a car crash or like I always had this like thing in my head that I was going to be an orphan someday <laughs> because I think of those movies. That's, yeah. Everything convinced you that that was a very, I mean, it is a very real possibility for everyone, but it's not likely, you know, you're more than likely going to have your parents. It's going yeah. up. <laughs> it's true. Disney just out here causing inner child, child trauma. trauma. <laughs> that could be a whole business in itself is healing from Disney inner child trauma. Oh, my God. Someone out there listening, do that. Yes. <laughs> Got to talk to Amanda. Maybe maybe they can oh, yeah. Yeah, play yeah. around with Amanda. that. That would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda could do like a whole set of reels. They totally should. That'd be yeah, funny. I feel like that would be fun and on brand. <laughs> Mental note. Poor Bambi. Poor Bambi. What a violent... Way. Okay, let's not get into it. It's okay. It's okay. We all have a cry here together. Except for me. I'm not scheduled yet for that. Right, you've got like another whole... You've got like two more weeks. Because uh -huh. I think the new, the new moon's on Friday. We've got a Friday, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my funny. gosh so ugh, let me think what do i want to what do i want to know about you Ooh. who are some of your mentors who are some mm. mystical or magical or practical people aside from judge judy that you just love and look up to or any um, books you'd recommend or just you know oh anything. yeah um, I mean, so I I am like I do work with Capitolia, as we talked mm -hmm. about earlier, and Caitlin Matanley, both witches who work with witches in business, who are amazing people. Um, I my first coach, uh, Samara Kasai, they're wonderful. They do like um, they just they do a lot of like healing work, a lot of like reclaiming what it means to like manifest. Like I find them to be really really wonderful. Um, I'm trying to think if there's like any book I read that like Kristen Soleil has written a ton of books that she, I think she's also at Capricorn now that I think about it if mm -hmm. I remember correctly um, she wrote like The Witch Hunt she wrote Cat Call like all very like feminist perspective all very witchy and I think she actually used to teach a course on witchcraft like at the new school in New York 
Um, her career is amazing to me. That's I'm like, so oh my cool. god, yeah. And she's a cat mom, and I have a cat, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, and you're a Capricorn. Can I, I? I actually used my cat mom mug today because <laughs> one thing I really like about Melinda's Instagram is that I think on Sundays or sat or Saturdays I do like you a post cat day. She posts <laughs> tons of cat videos on her stories. So everyone, make that sure you're following true. for that sole reason right there. Oh Again, the Say legal witch so. stuff is extra. <laughs> I'm that a huge fan. So happy. <laughs> well, like it got to the point where that makes me so happy. Anytime, like I now have people that follow me, but like I've never interacted with like on Instagram, like they've never DM me before and they will just DM me cat videos. <laughs> like just no you know context. You it. Yeah. Like no captions. <laughs> I, like they just know I would like it and I appreciate it so much. It's, it got to like the height of it. I used to do like a cat TikTok, like dump on like Saturdays, like, yeah tons of cat videos i do it like a little bit now um to the point where people were it was happening so much i like did a story about it where i was like i love that i am your witchy internet lawyer cat lady that <laughs> you just like mm-hmm. send cat things to um and that you know that like i worship my cat <laughs> like that's very much part of my life um but yeah that's so funny yeah i still get them it's interesting where i'm like oh i love this like thank you for thinking of me um, but yeah, I would recommend like all of Kristen Soleil's books um, because I'm a lawyer too. Like thinking about this, like I love witches who also do like the quote unquote like more left brain side of things. Like mm-hmm. when it comes to business, um, and I'm a big fan of Jessie Susanna, who is the money witch on Instagram, and mm-hmm. she just her book just came out called Money Healing, um, and she's so dope because like. I'm pretty sure she was like a former stripper and she's a CPA and she's a practicing witch. Like, and like she had, like even her programs are really cool and like really supportive. Like I'm in her, um, she's like a bad, I think it's called bad bitch tax club where like every quarter you like sit with her and a bunch of like other people and go through your taxes together and like go through your accounts, like make sure you can like file on time. And it's such a space where like, and she's anti-capitalist, which I love. Um, and so it's such a space that feels like healing, particularly around money, because like money stuff mm-hmm. can be so triggering, right? Um, yeah. And like as a business where you're like, oh my God, like I don't even know what to do, like what's going on. Um, and so I like, I really love her because I feel like it's such a resource, particularly for people in our community that have businesses, right? To feel supported and to know that like you don't have to be afraid of money, that it can be a space where like you feel really powerful. So those are my, yeah, I think those are my like people that think about. I love that. I love, um, we were actually talking in our, uh, we're coaching a quantum goddess program right now, bringing uh, people's visions to life. A lot of businesses in there. And there's a lot of questioning around like, well, I'm this and I'm this. So which one do I choose? Or like, like people think a lot of times things that seem like maybe polar opposites means you have to separate those things. And something that I think you're doing so well is like, not a lot of people would think that like a lawyer would be connected to witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just talking about like, yes, you can be this and you can be this. And yeah. actually when you combine things that don't seem right now, like they go together, cause you have some sort of like conditioning going on um that's actually what makes you so interesting and so special and why the right people will find you is when you yes and those things and bring them together yeah i think it's really powerful and i think that's like it's something that people like should be reminded of all of the time because i think too like we were talking about like the quote-unquote like right way to be a witch right like earlier Mm -hmm. like the idea that you have to fit into a box is actually like prohibiting you from yeah. being like to also just like feeling fulfilled by like what you want to do. And I mean, again, right. Like I have multiple Capricorn placements, so, like just on a practical level, like when I like became the legal witch, when I like rebranded and that was like the thing I was going to step into, I made the most money that way. Yeah. Like, cause it was like, people knew how I could support them and how I could help them. And it felt really good for me to be in that space. But yeah, like, I think there is, like, this strange conditioning of, like, oh, I can only be, like, one thing. When, and, and particularly, like, in our community, because I'm like, but you probably do, like, a ton of different things. Mm-hmm. Like, and they can all go together and complement each other, right? Like, and I think it's always dope when I see that. Like, when I worked with a client yesterday, like, she's a life coach, she's a breakup coach, she has a podcast, and she's a stripper. 
and she's a writer. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> do all of the things. <laughs> that's what makes you so cool and interesting is when yeah. you do all of the things you really want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another thing I wanted to ask about, because I think even I am like working on wrapping my brain around like the concept of, you know, anti-capitalism and then mm-hmm. also believing that I myself and everyone deserves to make a lot of money and be abundant and be rich witches. So yeah. how do those things go together? Yeah. So I think anti-capitalism uh, for me, like at the heart of it is that like you should never have to prove like that you're worth something, right? Like you are inherently worthy because mm-hmm. you are alive, you are breathing. And that in order, like I, I like, again, I write my, I'm, back to the fact that I have a Capricorn stellium that's really loud. <laughs> like, I really love making money. Like yeah. I love making money. I talk about it. Um, and I believe like the way that I think about making money is like, I never want to exploit anyone to make it right. Like I currently am a solopreneur, like dream one day, can't wait to have like a team, mm-hmm. but want to do it in a way, right. Where if I had people working for me, that they can be like very resourced, that they would feel like supported like whether in money in benefits in time and i think it also is like a journey into figuring out your relationship to labor mm-hmm. right like do you feel like you always need to push like i think about this all the time like when i think about like like even like decolonizing like my business practices i'm like there's no reason i need to work eight hours a day like if i really wanted to yeah like, i could right like but especially like in a world where we like glorify like the grind, right. The hustle, Mm -hmm. like, you know, especially like, I mean, coming from my early legal career, right. Like the more hours you worked, the better lawyer you were, which like not true, (laughs) like surprisingly (laughs) not true. Um, And I think it's like to, to really like think about and become anti-capitalist is like, yeah. Like, are you, are you working in a way that is also supporting you? Like, and are you also like supporting others who are working with you and to not, right. It's to make sure that everyone is resourced, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're not like hoarding things and to like figure out like your relationship to labor, like, which is one of the reasons why, yeah, like I don't work on Friday. I mean, I don't think, I think Venus would like shut me out if I tried to work on Friday, (laughs) but like I don't work on a Friday. I don't work on weekends. Like, and I think like, when I do things like even in my business, I don't, I never come from a space of like, Oh, I want to make a lot of money. Even if like the investment's really high, right? Like even Mm -hmm. if it is like a higher ticket item to work with me, like I always want to come through like in service. And I think that's something even like on a practical level for if anyone's listening who has like is a witch who also has their own business. It never, at least for me, it's like never worked to try to put something out that I didn't fully believe would like benefit people, right? Like if you're only yeah. doing it for the money, like it's not going to sell. Like mm-hmm. particularly as someone, right, as people who are like very intuitive, very aligned in energy. So, you know, I think like it can be weird or maybe even uncomfortable to like think about work differently, but mm-hmm. that is like, it's so important, right? Cause again, like you shouldn't have to exhaust yourself to make money. Like what feels yeah. really good. And to remember too, right? Like I think Jesse Susanna, the money, which I was talking about earlier, she talks about this where she was like, money loves you. Like money wants to keep you like resource. It wants you to like be healthy and like get the things that you want. And so you can love money and also like know that the way to get it is to not like exploit people for their labor at the same time. And yeah, we should all be rich. We should all be wealthy. <laughs> Big Thank you for that it. explanation. Cause I, sometimes I'm just like, I, I think it just depends on the um, posts I see about it or something. And maybe mm-hmm. the messages isn't coming across the right way or people probably have different beliefs about it, what it, what it means to them totally. too. So sometimes I feel like it can be a contradicting thing, but the way you describe it, it's actually like, the highest alignment to abundance because of course that's how we should make our money is for our highest good and the highest good of all so i love that yeah absolutely and that everyone can have like i I keep thinking about like you know examples like in my business and just in my life where i'm like there are times where i've made a lot of money just like passive income and i wasn't doing anything Mm -hmm. right and that's like the opposite of capitalism right it's like i just Like I had a 10K month, but I didn't launch anything because I just had like payment plans and passive income that came in. And that is like, I think like, I'm not like even like, like I'm not self-exploiting myself, right? Like I'm not pushing myself so far to like make more money and to like, 
I think that's an important thing when we think about like capitalism is like, are you just doing it because you feel like you have to, or, mm. you know, and that's different. Like if, if you're like in survival mode, but you know, like you don't need to exhaust yourself and all of your resources in order to make money. I second what Sadie said. I've also tried to wrap my head around it and it's been like, no matter what I read, it confuses me in some way. Sure. <laughs> um, but this makes a lot of sense. Yeah, money is not evil. I think that's the thing that no. I feel like people like yeah. they're like, oh well, if I'm anti-capitalist, then I like have to like never have money. And I'm like, no, you just have to that's... like stop exploiting people <laughs> to get money. Like, yeah. like, yes. yeah, you could get to have a lot of money, <laughs> like, but yeah, it's how you do it and like the integrity you have behind it, right? Yeah, I think the conflation between like anti-money and also anti-capitalism like that doesn't really make any sense. Like, we also yeah. live in a world where we're like we have bills to pay, like right. <laughs> And like money allows us to have fun and freedom and safety. Yeah. And I'm really excited for the day that like I had so many awful bosses. I can't wait to be the best boss in the world. We, well, we have one person that helps us with the podcast. And it's yeah. just like that excites me is to be able to be like, you know, I'm not going to underpay you and I'm not going to overwork you. And we're going to have a great relationship where we communicate. Like, I can't wait to do all of those things. So I guess I am anti-capitalist. I wasn't sure before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think too, right? Like that's such a, like, it's such a, a shared experience of like so many people like in our generation of like bad bosses. Yeah. Right. And like trying to figure out and like recalibrate what it means like when we're in those positions and like yeah like if i like whenever i have like a team like you're not going to work on a friday either even if you're not devoted to venus because i'm not working on a friday like yeah and like i don't want to hear from you (laughs) yeah i don't let's just be off yeah yeah and like and thinking of i feel like something i think about all the time is i'm like work into like the traditional sense right is like such a huge part of our days but like it shouldn't be Right. Like, I don't want to exist to work all the time. I've been really I've been really practicing because it is hard. Like, I'll I love my work. I love working, but I'll find myself sitting at my desk here at home a lot longer than I need to because of some sort of just conditioning of like, well, I meant to stay here until like four or five (laughs) and I don't need to like and I'm just like kind of putzing around and I'm like Sadie shut your computer and go do something you want to do like I'm not having a bad time but I'm just like it's hard to break that cycle break that habit of just like I don't I don't need to be here right now (laughs) it is I think it's really hard when like you start your own business too like I think the thing I'm always aware of is like I don't want to recreate the thing I'm like leaving right like I don't want to recreate like a nine to five like what if I can just like wake up and be happy mm-hmm. and like and doing things like even now like as I transition like I'm planning on leaving my current my like nine to five job like in May and I'm like okay what habits can we like install now and like I've been like taking baths like in the middle of the day because I'm like well that would seem fun and that yeah. makes sense for me <laughs> I love like, yeah and like not being restricted I mean I love a bath I feel like witches all love baths we, we love, love a bath oh, we love yeah. being the potion Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you, okay. no, yeah, I mean, like, it is a merch idea of, like, love being in the potion. I love being the potion. <laughs> I so am cute. the potion. Affirmation. Oh my God. Of the I day. love that. <laughs> you should definitely make merch with that. That's so cute. <laughs> Done. This is our. Great. Our, welcome to the merch meeting. <laughs> our next project. Um, well, is there any, like, spooky story oh yeah we like to ask everyone (laughs) spooky story a spooky doesn't have to be spooky scary but you know like a a ghost story a psychic experience um i mean when i lived in new orleans there were like a lot of like weird things that always happened like i feel like i mean haunted houses everywhere i will say so there is have either of you watched uh, american story horror story coven no, but, but I was just in New Orleans and I saw okay. um Oh the house. The house, yeah. Yeah. So there is a um there's like the the antagonist in the show. It's it's actually based on like a true story, is like this family who like lived in the French Quarter and she like did terrible experiments on like the enslaved people that worked for her. It's terrible. Yeah. Um, that house is real in the French mm-hmm. Quarter. And I always got like really bad 
it felt really bad to be around that house. And so I would like literally like walk like all the way like around, like miss that block and come to find out that like, this is a weird story. It used to be owned by Nicolas Cage. Yes. I just, yeah. I went on a tour you and went we stopped tour? by the house and we heard yeah. all about this. Yeah. Tell, tell, they, tell the story. Yeah. So he what? bought this house. Yeah. So Julia, he bought this house. He didn't know anything about this house. And this house has had like haunted stories forever. There's one story where before it was a, like, before it became a single family home again, after the remodel, it used to be like an apartment building mm-hmm. and like, there were like like a couple of apartments, like maybe like five or six. And there, the people who lived there would report that they would have the same nightmares, like the, the, on the same night. <sighs> and it was about these like crazy, like like human experiments that would happen, like in because there's clearly like trauma, right? It's like imprinted yeah. trauma. Um, so they'd have the same nightmares, and oh. he didn't know this, and he like went on the tour and he learned about his house. And he like never spent the night there. He just like, cause he was so freaked out about it. Um, he has like a New Orleans like obsession. He like used to live, like he owned a house near like Anne Rice also there. He also yeah. has like a grave there where he wants to be buried yes. <laughs> like, in one of the cemeteries. Um, you know what? I respect that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here for that planning, but that house is like really, really strange. There is a, yeah. so one spooky story about like the French Quarter when I was walking home like one night and I was, I mean I was pretty drunk but like I was like walking to get a cab and I heard screaming inside of Jackson Square but it's locked at night and mm. it used to be the place where they would like punish people for crimes like they mm. would like like flog you or like do like oh crazy things to you for crimes and I mentioned it to someone like the next day this is when I was in law school and they were like oh yeah like it's like super haunted like to the point where if people call the cops because they hear screaming, they won't come because it's just like ghosts so screaming. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> that's so freaky. <laughs> it's so weird. Oh and gosh. it's beautiful. And it's like in front of like like chapel. Like it's a beautiful. And during the day, like you can go sit there. Yeah, I, I was ju- literally there like last month or two months ago. <laughs> yeah, and I remember yeah hearing screaming and being like, there's no one in there though. And yeah, that was weird. Yeah. Ooh. spooky spooky Spooky. yeah new orleans is super haunted super spooky it is did you see sadie any like um houses that were for sale that on the for sale sign it also said haunted because that no i didn't see that that happens with some houses in the french quarter where they just like want to let you know that like you're gonna get a roommate (laughs) you're gonna get a roommate Um, when you buy this house but we did. I'm like sold. Well, as long as it's a nice, a nice haunting. Right. A nice um, but I did do a, a walking tour that was called Bad Bitches of New Orleans. So Ooh, it was fun. really interesting. And it was it was part like bad bitches in a like uplifting way and part bad bitches like evil bad bitches. <laughs> um, it was fun to have both. Um, so it was interesting because we went and heard about, you know, all sorts of hauntings. So that was really fun. That's really fun. I want to do that when I go there. Um, I haven't I haven't done that. I didn't go on like a haunted house tour while I was there because I was like, I don't even know. Like, that's a lot. That's like yeah, a lot. if you're living there. And I feel like when you live somewhere, there's no sense of urgency to do touristy stuff. And then you're like, oh, wait, now I don't live there. I should have, you know, you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I should have done some of that stuff. Bad bitches. <laughs> that's fun, though. Did Was there like one bad bitch that stood out to you during the tour? Uh, so I, I'm so obsessed with learning about Marie Laveau now. Oh yeah, I bought her yeah. book when I was there. We went to her shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really love Marie Laveau, and then um, there there was this one hotel that was so interesting that um, I can't remember, but it was it used to be a brothel, and the madam still haunts it. And this brothel was famous for like if any of the men mistreated like the woman there like they came out to the madam and complained you know she would say oh i'm so sorry like go back get yourself a free drink and then she would get all the women to come out and beat his ass <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> a real bad that she knew that he was abusing you know and um and so now there have been reports of um couples staying at this hotel and if it's a man that is abusing their partner in any which way whether it's physically or emotionally um the madam will like 
hurt them <gasps> because oh. our our tour guides was would tell this story and say you know out of speculation and then she had a woman that said actually i i stayed there with my ex-husband <gasps> and i went out to dinner by myself because we had had a fight and he refused to come and she came home and he was like sludged against the wall and there was like <gasps> something that was up on a cupboard that had fallen that had hit him in the head <gasps> ah! <laughs> yeah so it was i was like holy shit so if, if anyone's questioning if they uh <laughs> they should stay with their man well if you're questioning if someone's abusive probably leave but uh take them <laughs> to this hotel first freak them out <laughs> yeah freak them out <laughs> so that was my favorite like location that's and really, i want to stay there fun story yeah i want to stay there too but no women have ever experienced her presence uh, her presence she just is she just is concerned with the bad men oh, which wow. is cool Oh my god! Her work continues. Her work continues. Her work continues. Maybe whenever y'all do like a live a live podcast, you can do it at that hotel. That would be cool. Yeah, New Orleans would be a great place. We have to figure that out. Yeah. Um, We also like to ask everyone that comes on, "What does being a goddess mean to you?" Because we're goddess hangs here. We love, and of course, Venus, Aphrodite, very goddess energy. Yeah. Um, being a goddess for me means not being afraid of my own power Mm. and like relishing in it and using it in a way that's like in my integrity. And it just means, yeah, I feel like it means that I get to be supported. I get to feel abundant and I don't, there's no shame behind that. Mm. Perfect. That felt so good. (laughs) And what are some ways that our followers can stay in touch with you, possibly work with you? I think you just opened something really exciting. I did. I opened something yesterday. Um, I opened the Legal Witch Library. When I was like thinking about it, I was thinking about that moment in Beauty and the Beast when like Belle goes to the library and sees all the books. (laughs) (laughs) It was like that. And I was like also Scholastic Book Fair that like highlight of my little life. Right, right. Yes. Um, So the Legal Witch Library is like a evergreen offering. Um, it is like all, it'll grow over time, but right now I have like two trainings in there for, yeah, business witches, business mystics, business intuitives. The first one is, uh, so you started a business, now what? And it literally is just like the foundational things you need to know when you awesome. start a business, how to be like legally compliant. And then the other training is trademark your magic, where I'll give you like a crash course and how to develop like a dope, like brand trademark that'll be your sigil for you and your business um and then i do like i do legal witch office hours or one-on-ones um if you have like specific questions that you want me to answer uh, you can come you don't even like even if you don't have a question you're just like well i have a business i'm confused help (laughs) like i can totally help do that with you and if you're wanting to work with me like on a higher level of like, if you need contracts drafted or you just need like legal language for like your coaching services or anything like that, like I can also do that for you. I do that on like a limited basis. So I don't talk about it all the time, but happy to mention it here. But yeah, those are the ways to work with me right now. Would love to support any biz witches who are listening. We have so many and they're gonna be so excited to have you as a resource now. I'm excited that they're all excited listening right now. And uh, where do we find you on social media, your website? Yeah, you can go to at themelindalim.com and then my link tree is in my bio there and you'll have all the links to all the ways to find me and work with me. And yeah, come hang out in my stories and I post about cats if you're into that too, literally. Free cat content. (laughs) I'll meet you there. I'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) It's also really witchy to have a cat. I feel it like is. It's, it's very it is. Okay. I will say, Sadie, one of the things you posted one time that I love that I still think about is like you were, you were saying something like, I'll never know my cat's birth chart. And that's something that haunts <laughs> me. And I, like, I think about that all the time. I'm like, same, same. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know her big three. <laughs> I know. I know Boo's birthday. But okay. Mr. Cat, no idea. We don't even know how old he is. We've been saying he's seven for like three years. We don't know. <laughs> he could be five. He could be 10. We don't know. Um, but Boo is a Capricorn. But oh, I don't wow. know the other the other things that she is. But, oh, you know, it's OK. Yeah. We get along great. <laughs> What's your cat's name? Fizzy. Fizzy, like champagne is fizzy. fizzy. I adopted her during cancer season, but she acts like a Leo. So mm. I go with the fact that she's a Leo, but I will never know. Yeah, I'll, I oh. never know her birth chart because she's adopted, which is sad. 
but I know. I'm like, I want to know you on the deepest levels. I know. Child. I know. I want to be really intimate. I want to know. Let me run your chart. I also it. look at my cats and I'm like, I don't know how I could possibly like if I give birth to a child, I don't know how I could possibly <laughs> love it more than I love my cats. Like, it's unfathomable to me because I'm I look at them and I want to cry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm never going to be able to be a mother of a human child because I can't even handle being the mother of a cat. (laughs) It's too much. That's when you know you're like, it's real love. That's when you're a real cat person. We're we're all, yeah, we're soulmates. Well, is there any final words of wisdom you want to share with the witches listening? Um, I think, you know, yeah, like if you're listening and you want to start a witchcraft practice, do it. We need your magic like honor your magic. And if you're a biz witch and you're like, you've got some dope idea and you're worried and you're scared about like, what about the legal stuff? Like, do it, do it. Like we need you to like be out here serving people, sharing your gifts. Um, and there are resources for you along the way. And I'm happy to help if I can. Well, thank you so, so, so much. This was so fun to get to know you better. And I'm so excited for our listeners to get to know you as well. Oh my gosh, thank you. This You were on our list of dream, dream guests. Oh, so we're so happy you. that you took the time to hang out with yes. us. Yes, I loved hanging out with you too, too. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, that was such a fun conversation mm-hmm. with Melinda. And before we go, we just wanted to remind you of a few things we have available for you. Goddesses, it's the beginning of the month. And you know what that means. There's no better time to join the Goddess Hangs BFF, BFF Patreon. Are you ready to join 70 plus other goddesses in the most fun, magical, transformative, uplifting group on Discord that you've ever seen? I'm, oh wait, I'm already in it. Me too. Come hang out with us. <laughs> we'll give you the warmest welcome you've ever experienced in your life. You will get to share little things in your day. Anything from as sweet as here's the outfit I'm wearing today. Here's what my cat is doing right now. Here's a recipe I made last night to, oh my gosh, I worked with this uh, is it deity or deity? I think you can say both. Okay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I worked with this deity. I cast this spell. Does anybody have a resource for this? We have a book club. I had this weird dream last night. What do you think it means? We have an astrology section. We have a meme land. There's so many so fun. Much fun rooms to explore in our online goddess mansion you are going to meet the most beautiful wonderful magical people you've ever met and i'm obsessed with this group chat i'm in it every day all Mm -hmm. the time sometimes i think should i like give the the girls some space (laughs) do they like hearing from me this much and i hope i hope you all do because they do because sadie and i are quite involved and it is the best way to have the next level in real life BFF experience with us. So we invite you to join. Beginning of the month is the best time to join and definitely consider upgrading to the Coven tier. Mm -hmm. You get to join a live Zoom call with us the last Wednesday of every month. Each month has a different theme that is magical and exciting. And last month we had a an intuition opening your third eye, connecting with your spirit guides. And it was sensational mm-hmm. so stay tuned for what this month's is going to be you're going to love it and as always we have our intuitive magic oracle deck available mm-hmm. we have really cute stickers now we have a really cute sticker pack that also comes with a little postcard that postcard postcard that we autographed just for you yes and really cute hats and more so check out our cute little merch shop and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Goddess Hangs. Uh, mine is at I am Sadie Olson. I'm at Juliet.Piper. You can check out our website, GoddessHangs.com. And anything else? I think that's it for I today. Think that's it. Thank you all for <laughs> listening. Everyone, make sure you go follow Melinda. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.